Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. And we're into extra time. Hello and welcome to Extra Time. I'm Barry Guy. Well, the Cricket World Cup is uh, up and running and we've had some uh, great results, upsets and some close ones, especially for the uh, Black Caps. I'm joined uh, today by sports editor Stephen Hewson and our special cricket correspondent Ben Strang, who's uh, come along. Two gentlemen, of course, who have a keen interest in cricket and the World Cup. And they're both part of the uh, Radio New Zealand, uh, what we call a competition to pick a winner. So we'll... Find out how they're Actually, doing. Ben's leading comp- it, Barry. So yeah, yeah, he is. He is. He's, he's top. He's top. Well, down. We, top dog, we've got the dog. expert in. <laughs> well, firstly, Stephen, I suppose New Zealand's first two matches: uh, ten wicket victory over Sri Lanka and a two wicket win over Bangladesh. Uh, one very easy, it seems. One not so. Your thoughts so far? Well, I suppose um, great start, wasn't it, for the Black Caps? Uh, although Sri Lanka obviously aren't at. Uh, where they used to be on the on the world stage, and uh, yeah, a, a great start and a great confidence booster. And then game two, well, they stuttered along there, and that's possibly the kind of performance that we might have expected from them heading into this tournament. Uh, there's always that that weak, weakness or brittleness in that that batting lineup when you you know if Ross Taylor and Kane Williamson, you know, below that, Guptill and Munro possibly done done reasonably well to start up on the opening, getting. Uh, runs at a decent clip underway in that opening partnership. There was obviously a fair bit of talk about who was going to open with Guptill. Uh, we've got uh, Nichols has got an injury at the moment, but uh, Colin Munro, he's done all right. And uh, I suppose now we wait and see come game three um, against Afghanistan. I, I just think with New Zealand, there's, you know, there's nothing to complain about so far, but there's also nothing to write home about. There's, I mean, they were expected to win these two games. They're expected to win their third against Afghanistan. And then the the tough ones come in when they face you know uh, Pakistan who are erratic. They could thrash them, or we could thrash them. Who knows? Um, Australia, England, India. Those are the games where we're going to find out if this New Zealand team's actually any good, and if these guys are performing well. Um, that's that's what I'm looking forward to seeing because so far it's just business as you would have expected. I yeah, suppose. I, I suppose the thing is with Sri Lanka and um, the Bangladesh game, if they'd fallen over in one of those, you couldn't have said that would have been a huge shock, though, for for the Black Caps, just the the way they are. Especially with Bangladesh, I mean, knocking over South Africa, I think Bangladesh is actually a much better team than we maybe realise. So although we stuttered, maybe Bangladesh deserve a little bit more credit, especially when Shakib is scoring runs um, like crazy at the moment. I suppose the problem is when you get to 160 for two and you're chasing, was it 240, 250-odd, You've you've got to do better than get expect to cruise across yeah. the line. Yeah. <laughs> One of the players of the of the last summer, or well, probably a couple of years now, Henry Nichols, who has been outstanding in any position that he's been put in. He, as you say, he's not there. Uh, he's got a little, little injury. Is that where perhaps we need someone to just uh, you know bat out for a good ten overs or something? Are we missing someone like him? Well, he would have been certainly been useful in that run chase. Wouldn't he? Depends where he was going to go in the batting order. Presumably, if they stuck with Munro and Gupta opening, he would have slotted in it. What five presumably uh, behind Williamson and uh, Taylor, um, but yeah, you'd, you'd have hoped that that might have uh, secured things a wee bit more for for the Black Caps. But 
yeah, I mean, yeah, if he's available, he's going to be. In, he's they're going to have him in the lineup. And I get the feeling he's going to be in the opening spot. I imagine it would be for Munro, but that would be really interesting given at the last World Cup um, we had somebody pairing with. Uh, Guptill and McCullum, who was just going out like a 2020 batsman and blazing it, and that's kind of what they want Munro to do. So they'd be tweaking with the game plan a little bit by bringing in Henry Nichols, but he proved recently that he can do it. Have to yeah. get rid of one of the all rounders or something to make way for yeah. him. Yeah. yeah, which I mean, the, the thing they've got, uh, I mean, they haven't got McCullum and they haven't got McCullum's captaincy, and so there's no real X factor about this New Zealand team. So they still, I, I think they're still better off going with Munro and, and taking the gamble because the, the, they've, they've got to get underway quickly. Maybe Henry Nichols at five. Uh, there's just no X factor there to, to give them a spark, and that's possibly what's going to hold them hold them back. And that's when it's a toss up between Nisham and De Gronholm. Who who do you do you want the extra bowling of De Gronholm, or do you want the probably more reliable? Power hitting from Nisham. That's a, a tough decision to make. Have you been uh, interested? Well, I've been interested by Matt Henry and Lockie Ferguson, who seem to have been, you know, the the strike pair. You know, we were all perhaps expecting uh, Trent Bolt and Tim Southey to lead the way with the conditions, perhaps over there. But these two guys have have been taking wickets, which you know the Black Caps have been very keen on, is to restrict runs by getting wickets. Um, your thoughts on you know Henry and Ferguson's performances? As I say, it's a, it's only been against perhaps two of uh, you know the, the lesser sides, if we say. Yeah, because Southie's been nursing a bit of a niggle as well, hasn't he? Which has given Henry a chance after he went for one hundred and seven and nine overs or something against what was it Pakistan? Jeez, in the um, warm game, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so he's he's taken his opportunity, which is impressive, but it is against a couple of the teams that you would expect them to do well against. What is a bit concerning is Bolt's not really finding his form yet um, you would have expected him to probably hit the ground running a little bit more uh, but we still know that you know in, in nine games you'd probably expect him to rattle, you know, rattle through the top order in, in two or three of them and if that happens against India or England rather than Afghanistan or Sri Lanka then that's absolute gold for New Zealand. I suppose the thing we always knew too is conditions wise Bolt needs it swinging or so to Saudi but and there hasn't been a huge amount of, of swing. I mean, a couple of pictures of possibly giving the bowlers a little bit more uh, um, or a few conditions that may have helped them a little more, more than we would have expected because we haven't quite seen you know, some of the big, big scores that we were possibly uh, predicting earlier on. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the fact that there's no swing, or well, very little swing, um, means Bolt's not quite, you know, maybe the force that he was the, the last World Cup. Stephen, you did mention that we haven't seen the high scores that, you know, every, well, not everyone, but people were talking about uh, close to 400. But these games have been, you know, what, mid to high 200s and that sort of thing. They've been great competitions. Oh, yeah, they've been, been great to watch. And I sort of found myself more interested in it in the tournament than I possibly thought I was going to be because exactly that. You've, as been mentioned, the likes of Afghanistan, your Bangladesh, they're going to cause upsets along the way, and that uh, really throws. The, the cat amongst the pigeons. I suppose New Zealand's uh, situation, that given the way the wickets have been going, I'm just thinking as the tournament moves on and more and more games are played on, on the pitches, because some of these pitches are going to be used sort of several times and they start to die and the life's not in, the, in them as much. That may suit New Zealand as well, because we seem to be uh, 
a bit better at playing on on pitches that sort of where the ball's not coming on as much, uh, which it sort of goes against helping, I suppose, the likes of Australia or, or the West Indies. But uh, you know, and our batsmen seem a wee bit more when when the pace is taken out of the wicket, they they seem a bit more comfortable. So maybe maybe that'll help New Zealand as the tournament rolls on. Being some of the the results so far, the, I mean, as Stephen said, you know, we're perhaps always going to get a few upsets. Yeah, well, so far, I, you know, as as we mentioned earlier, I'm leading the picks competition, so I've only got two wrong. Um, but uh, but yeah, we've only had a couple of upsets, I suppose, so far, which was Pakistan beating um, England, which was uh, a big upset. But they, I think, they batted first, didn't they, Pakistan, mm-hmm. which was a big mm-hmm. big win on some of those pitches. And then Bangladesh, who are obviously better than we expected, um, beating South Africa, who are also a lot worse than we probably expected. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm expecting a few more to happen. With um, you know, I think the West Indies can knock over any team at this competition. That the way that they can play, um, it wouldn't surprise me to see Afghanistan get on a, a, a spin-friendly pitch and seeing Rashid Khan and those guys just tear through a team. Um, I think I think these upsets will start to come. Uh, well, we'll just quickly get on to your uh, prowess. So, <laughs> before the competition, you had to pick your four fe- semi-finalists. Yes. So, I want you to tell me who they were, and now after the first week, would your top four change? Um, I picked uh, England, Australia, India, and South Africa. So, basically the f- top four sides uh, so that's a yes you would change that um, South Africa I'm still on South Africa I'm still on I still think South Africa they have to win six in a row they have well the thing is they've played they've played two of the top four t- uh, top three teams you know so they've lost to two of the top three teams and they have been upset once um, I until they lost Stain and the injuries have hit yeah. them I was still on them uh, expecting them to make the semi-finals because I still think they can beat Australia. I still think they can beat New Zealand. All these sorts of teams. Um, so I thought they could easily win out. Uh, but without Stain and with some niggles with their bowling lineup, I am starting to waver a little bit on picking South Africa. I picked Gigisa Rabada as the top wicket taker, and I'm still hopeful that he'll. Uh, I mean, he's got four wickets in three games, but. Um, yeah, it's 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 tough if you're hoping South Africa will make the semi-final. So, so who would you, if you were going to take them out, who would you put in there? Well, before the tournament, I suggested West Indies as a dark horse to make it, so I, I'd probably plump for them. I, I'd go for the West Indies because I just think that they have so much young talent in that team, and when they turn up at a tournament in England, they just seem to perform. So, yeah, I think I'd go for Chris Gale to crush a few um, bowling attacks and, and them to make it. And Stephen, where are you in the competition? Uh, so, uh, I'm, I'm propping it up, not quite at the very bottom, but uh, there's only actually there's only two points though between Ben and I, and I'm in the bottom third. But he's only on seven, I'm on five. I think. Um, the, there's uh, so I picked Australia, England, uh, Pakistan, and India as the top four. Um, but like Ben, I mean, uh, so I'm, I'm reasonably comfortable with, with how that sits. Still, um, the West Indies obviously have, have been. Um, Performing well, and, and it's also the kind of tournament we we if you get on a roll that that has, is a really big momentum is a really big thing at a, at a World Cup. And so quite easily the West Indies, you know, they get and they are the kind of side too that they just feed on on confidence and uh, they exude just uh, you know the, the, an air of confidence. They start strutting around and things once uh, things start going their way. So, and it's yeah. interesting that we both not gone for New Zealand in the top four, so um, it's it's kind of. 
Yeah, I, I sort of think they'll be sort of realists. that fifth sort. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they'll be that sort of fifth or sixth side. Where it, and, and like I said earlier, I think once they come up against some of these big teams, they might be found out a bit. Uh, well, let's get back this time again next week because New Zealanders will have played India by then, so we yeah. can then get yeah, a better should we should, mate, Yeah, because yeah. Rock, well, well, the next well, few th- days. This Sorry. weekend, a big yeah. game. Yeah, uh, India against Australia. The, the Australians um, playing the West Indies, you know, they were... Um, the, the top of the batting was, you know, it looked a little bit brittle there, and it was Steve Smith again, and then uh, Colton Nile coming in at eight sort of sort of saved them really. Their first game, the, they, they were slow and sort of methodic in their batting, which you can you can understand. So uh, the, their bowling looks very good, but you know, um, just like some of the other teams, there are some issues with with the Australians and that game against uh, India tomorrow. Mm. You know, it was going to have a big big bearing on the competition, perhaps. Uh, well, I don't know about b- b- big bearing, but it'll be just interesting to see how our go. I mean, I'll, I'll pick India. I, I think the Australian teams just... Um, I mean, obviously, they're, they're, they're good, but they're not very good. Um, I suppose that for, for them, one good sign is that uh, Mitchell Stark is obviously finding some form, um, the kind of form that he... You know, when he ripped through things at the 2015 World Cup in the last couple of years, he's had injury problems, and he just hasn't been at the top of his game, but he's you know had a... Uh, a decent run of uh, some form in the, these World Cup matches. So maybe he's coming back to, to towards his best, and, and that will be a big thing for them. But um, yeah, I don't think Australia uh, are quite what they were in 2015 at all. I think I I I kind of agree, but I've also picked Australia to win the tournament. So, um, and and this I, I'm not 100 percent sure. We picked some of these like about a week out, but um, <laughs> I think I picked Australia just based on the fact that I think they are about to click. I just get the feeling that um, Warner and Smith are now properly integrated back into this team and we might see them performing just like they used to, which I would hate to see. (laughs) But um, I just suspect when you think Australia are down and out, they usually come back and bite you. And, yeah, I've picked them to to edge this and it might be one of those games that just gives them that confidence pushing forward for the rest of the tournament. Yeah, Steve, when your side gets on a roll and the Aussies are expert... Actually, well, that's not the only World Cup, of course, going on this week. The Women's Football World Cup kicks off in France. Barry, you've been um, having a, a follow a bit of that in the, the lead-up to things. Obviously, the, the Football Ferns um, sort of uh, had a couple of good wins in the, the lead-up and um, one not-so-flash performance. That's right, Stephen. Yes, the Football Ferns have been talking about uh, gaining their first-ever win at a World Cup. They've been to five tournaments now. They still haven't had a win. Over the years, they've picked up three draws. Uh, but they pretty much finished last in their group, and they've never made it out of uh, group play. And the talk now under the new coach, uh, Tom Samani, is that uh, they want to get that first win, and they want to uh, get out of the group. And Samani himself has said that with the experience, because they've been to the last four tournaments, uh, now is the time for them to make that next step. And, and if they want to be something more in world uh, football, then... This is the the time to do it. I, it's going to be tough for them, though. Um, you know, all ups to them to to think that they can, they can try and get out of their group. But they've they've got the fifth ranked Canadians, the eighth ranked and European champions, the Netherlands, 
but they are playing uh, Cameroon, who are ranked about 46th. But a bit like the men's competition, you don't really know what the African teams are going to turn up with, and you know they could just do anything just about. So as you said, uh, the Ferns have been together for about a month now. They lost 5-0 to the USA, um, which was a bit of a hiding in their defence. They said they'd only been together for a couple of days. They upset England who had all the territory and all the possession, and Sarah Gregorius managed to uh, kick in a deflection off the keeper to win that. But then they lost to Wales, who aren't even at the World Cup. So I've been trying to sort of figure out what, what they're trying to to achieve and whether they're going to try and have an attacking game or the usual sort of defensive uh, performance. So yet to see perhaps what the football firms are really going to uh, turn out. But as I say, the eight... The top-ranked teams are in the competition. It is going to be a wide-open competition. I mean, usually the USA or Japan perhaps dominated Germany, but I think it's going to be a bit more even, this competition, and possibly you know, about, say, half a dozen teams, I think, could, could possibly win it. England aren't that shabby, are they? Are they ranked no, like number three. two? Three. Three yeah, in the world. So yeah, the USA, Germany, England, and France are the other team, the, the hosts. They're, uh, they're expected to do quite well because the men are champions, and so there's a lot of women, uh, you know, uh, force behind them to to get the women to be the top team in the, the football world. football fans also. will just have to lean very heavily on some of those players who play in the top leagues, won't they? They've got a few playing Norway and America Yeah, and stuff the USA, to... yeah, and um, uh, Britain yeah. as well. They have eight players that are, have 100 or more caps, and they have another seven who have played more than 50 caps. New Zealand's first game is against the Netherlands. As I said, uh, uh, the U- uh, European champions, that's uh, next uh, Wednesday morning. Mm. Um, I spoke to former uh, football fan Christy Hill, a defender who played at the 2011 World Cup, to get her, she's been following them closely, get her gauge on how she thinks the football ferns will go. She thinks that they'll perform well, unsure about whether they'll get that victory, but she says that the key for this uh, football ferns side is to finally show some clinical play in front of goal to get that goal and perhaps a victory that will that will send them through. I think the key thing for them is to really take the goal scoring opportunities. You know, the game against England, we didn't get many chances, but we took the one that we needed to take, and we you know won the game one nil against the number three in the world. And I think that's the type of things we will have to do. We won't get as many opportunities as other teams potentially. We've got some tough games. But essentially, when we do get it in and around the box, we really need to be clinical and we really need to ensure we take those opportunities because, you know, it's a 90-minute game, you score one goal and, and then you're able to move on. And I think we have the ability to hold teams out for a lot longer, which tends to get people a bit frustrated. And, you know, our striker certainly is Sarah Gregorius. I've got big expectations on her that she needs to step up the plate at this World Cup and finish some of those those chances that we get. So would that mean perhaps a little bit of a change in formation, not being too deep? Yeah, I think they'll sit maybe and then and wait for those opportunities, really pushing Sarah up front a lot higher and a lot of our strikers a lot higher. But being smart about the times that we do attack, often sometimes we, we will press high. Perhaps we might be a little selective about the times that we do that, but in the periods that we are pressing high and in the periods that we are um, higher up the pitch, I think they'll, they'll aim to put some pressure on the opposition and, and, and look to win the ball off, off some of those errors. The World Cup, I'm, I'm assuming, is 
is different. It's it's perhaps played differently. Is there a little bit of a, a change in mindset that's needed? Yeah, tournaments are an interesting one, and I, and I think tournaments are, are probably work towards our strengths. A lot of those top countries, you know, they get consistent games and they have they get more better quality games throughout the year. Whereas, you know, we thrive off, off tournaments. Really, that's our opportunity to play those higher quality games. Um, and those high-quality teams, and, and people look out for us. We're one of those countries that can nab a win off the likes of the world number one and, a, you know, sort of the top five countries. So tournaments are one of those things where you can sneak a win against the top teams and then you've moved on to the next round. That's Christy Hill, a former football fern, and as I said a little earlier, the New Zealanders' first game is Wednesday morning against the Netherlands. Well, that's extra time for this week. Uh, thank you to sports editor Stephen Hewson and our cricket correspondent Ben Strang. You can keep in touch with us via Twitter at RNZ Sport. I'm Barry Guy. Bye for now. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.